Jaden, I'll ask you a question. I hope want you to answer it very honestly. Why is the rum gone? <laughs> That's already going to be the title of the YouTube video, isn't it? God, you know. Why is the rum gone? See, that's another one good liner delivered by Captain Jack Sparrow. That is just why so is the good. Like, but why is the rum? Hello everyone and welcome to the Rewatch Podcast. My name is Samuel. And I'm Jaden. And this is a podcast where we rewatch classic or current films every week and then decide whether they deserve a rewatch from you. Before we begin, a like on this video would be most appreciated. You can subscribe if you'd like. If you're tuning in on Spotify or another major podcast app, you can find us on YouTube by searching the Rewatch. So Jaden, what do we rewatch this week? Well, this week we rewatched uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl. And it is the Caribbean, right? It's not the Caribbean. The Caribbean. Well, one of them is like a whitewashed way of saying it. Yeah. And I think it, <laughs> I don't know which one it is. So okay, we'll go Caribbean. with Caribbean for now. If by the time we get to the sequel, we'll have to double check. Yeah. You know, but regardless, we'll go with Caribbean for now. Um, this is one of your favorites, right? Oh yeah, definitely. It appeared. But you your, mean um, like in terms of like overall films and cinema? Yeah, or like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, because yeah, it appeared. I think it appeared in your top five in our top five video that we did. Yeah, as an honorable mention. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, and I, I think a lot of people in sort of our demographic would also hold this movie to high esteem. Um, it's a bit of a cult classic, I think. Yeah. Um, not entirely like well rated, but a lot of people love the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise, at least the first two, anyway. Um, the first three are pretty well regarded, but mm. other than that, the rest kind of fall off. So you have seen all of them? Yeah. I've seen all of them multiple times. I've only seen the first two, so. Oh, you need to watch the third one. I think you're the right. second one's my favorite so far. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed the second one. But so, story overview for this one blacksmith Will Turner teams up with eccentric pirate captain in, in quotation marks, Captain Jack Sparrow, <laughs> to save his love, the governor's daughter, from Jack's former pirate allies who are now undead. Um, it's directed by Gore Verbinski who also did the second and third Pirates movies. He's also done Rango, which is the... Oh, I love Rango. Yeah, the lizard movie. (laughs) I haven't seen it, (laughs) but it's with Johnny Depp, right? Um, And then also, he also directed The Lone Ranger, which apparently is not great, but also with Johnny Depp. So That's interesting. Yeah, it feels like if Johnny Depp's doing a movie, it's going to be directed by this guy. Mm. Yeah. but interesting to note, obviously, Verbinski, like the director of this film, didn't direct the fourth and fifth uh, Pirates films. So, mm-hmm. so read into that while you will, I guess. But 
cast members, let's start with the man, the myth, the legend, Johnny Depp as Captain Jack Sparrow. It's pretty iconic, isn't it? Yeah. I couldn't imagine anyone else playing his character. Mm, Especially with the same, you know, sort of unpredictability and suave that he brings. Yeah. Just, yeah, it's really, really quite an amazing performance. Mm. Jeffrey Rush as Barbosa, um, quite an established actor, Jeffrey Rush. I think he's Australian uh, as well. Oh, is he? Mm. Oh, that's cool. Um, but I've, I've seen him in uh, A King's Speech or The King's Speech, mm. which is a bit of a different movie to this one, um, where he plays like a speech therapist to the king. And he's quite good in that. I think he was nominated for um, an Oscar. So he's a very talented actor. And I really love the fact that there's so many talented actors in this movie and they're all actually, you know, giving their role. They're yeah. not sort of taking it as a like as, as a fun role. Yeah, like yeah. A, a role where they don't really have to concentrate and really work on their acting. I think the, first of all, I think the casting in this film is just great. Like, overall, fantastic job. And then I also think the acting performance is like, just phenomenal as well. Like I couldn't even name like a single bad performance. Oh, I could. <laughs> oh, you could? Okay. Well, at least for me anyway, I thought um, Kieran Knightley as Elizabeth Swan. I feel like, well, it's not really her performance, I guess. It's sort of just like her character. I mean, she was a sort of like a stereotypical love interest in 2003, which is when this film came out of just, you know, I, I need help. Somebody come and save me or so. You know, I'm incredibly beautiful and quite useless. Um, yeah, well, that but, kind of harks back to the point that it's, like you said, it's a character development, not her acting. It's it's the same thing you did with um, Maul or Mal in Inception. <laughs> yeah, but I I I think Kieran Knight. I think most people would agree that Kieran Knightley's performance in this, like, she doesn't have a lot to work with, so I think her character suffers because of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I wouldn't not necessarily not, not her fault, not her yeah. fault for sure. Um, but so Orlando Bloom, um, such a cool man. Mm. Um, obviously, he is Will Turner, also known for Legolas in the Lord of the Rings. He plays some of um, like the coolest characters in uh, like these film franchises, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's an elf one moment and then he's a pirate the next. Mm. Uh, quite a contrast there. Um, but did you like his performance, his character? I, I think, yeah, I, I really enjoyed him. Like I said before, I didn't really hate any of the performances, but I think his, um, the duo form between him and uh, Johnny Depp, Jack Sparrow, Captain Jack Sparrow, rather, I think they worked mm. really, really well together. Mm, yeah, it, it is odd looking at uh, Orlando Bloom and not seeing the bleached white hair and the elf ears, mm-hmm. but... Um, we got that and I liked his character too it was like I feel like his character was sort of like the most relatable from a human standpoint because obviously you have Captain Jack Sparrow who seems like he's like constantly on drugs or something like he's just he's so out of it he's always drunk and he's he's not entirely relatable at all and Barbosa's like a skeleton half the time so can't really relate to him and Will Turner's just sort of like a guy who's just like thrown into the story. Mm. So like his character was, I, I enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, hard to go past Johnny Depp as the best performance in this film. Oh yeah, he, he steals Miles. the film, right? 
Yeah, yeah. And 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 Jeffrey Rush is quite good too. I feel like Barbosa's character, while I feel like Barbosa's character was quite weak, I feel like Jeffrey Rush sort of elevated it. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually so, prefer yeah. um, Barbosa as a character in the in the uh, preceding, no, not the preceding, the the following films that have been released. Um, you know, in Dead Man's Chest and At World's End, he's actually really really good in them. Right, so you're telling me he comes back. Oh, wait, you said you've seen Dead Man's Chest. I've Well, I've obviously forgotten because he died in this one, didn't he? Yeah, well, if you've seen the second one, he does. Ah, right. So they bring him back the dead characters. Yeah, but, oh. but it, it was done in a way that worked. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, because I've, I've seen both of them, but I was expecting to see Davy Jones in this one and... Barbosa, yeah. So I've I've seen them, but obviously, you know, my memory's a bit mixed as to what what's in which film. Because uh, I was very surprised not to see the op- the octopus man in in this film. But uh, mm. but general thoughts: Would you recommend this film to someone who hasn't Definitely. seen it? Definitely. Holy moly, you're missing out. Jack Sparrow is like, I keep calling him Captain Jack Sparrow. I feel like I'm. Nah, he would be very happy. Johnny Depp and no, Captain Jack Sparrow. Wait, no, would be I, very I, I happy. keep calling him Jack Sparrow, not Captain Jack Sparrow. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> give him the respect. Gotta give him the respect yeah. he deserves. No, I think Captain Jack Sparrow is one of my like all-time favorite um, characters from film, and I think that Johnny Depp just portrays him so well. Um, he's you, you never would have thought of it, right? Like pirates and comedy. Um, it works so well together and there hadn't really been a film that had explored this sort of, um, this sort of tone. And when they decided to do it, like it just works so well. And I think Captain Jack Sparrow, uh, Johnny Depp is the casting. I think it just was phenomenal. Mm. Yeah. I think there weren't many, or there still haven't been many great pirate movies. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why, that is the case, like because it seems quite a you know quite an easy sort of genre to explore setting, mm-hmm. yeah, and you know put a bit of comedy in there, have a bit of you know ship battles and sword fights, and and that would be really cool. But uh, a lot of people have tried and failed with pirate movies. Um, yeah, the, the best I can think of prior to this is probably something like Peter Pan, mm-hmm. um, which is you know the pirates are sort of like a side character in that. But the pirates in that are really funny. Um, Captain Hook and Mister Smee are some of the funniest, funniest Disney characters I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, maybe a bit of inspiration for pirates and comedy there, because Captain Hook is sort of like a, a pathetic version of Jack Sparrow. I think. <laughs> pathetic. Um, yeah. It's, How can you get more pathetic than Captain Jack Sparrow? Right. Uh, but Captain Jack Sparrow, like he's. He's all over the place, but he has some genius ideas, doesn't he? He says, um, one of his quotes, I think, is uh, madness and, madness and, oh, what is it? I've got, I've got it written down. I wrote down uh, so mad- many of his one-liners. So Orlando Bloom's character says, uh, this is either madness or brilliance. And then Captain Jack Sparrow says, it's remarkable how often those traits coincide. Mm. Um, and, and that's just his character. His character's mad. Mm-hmm. But then his character is also quite brilliant. Yeah. Um, whereas Captain Hook's like, he's not brilliant. He's a bit mad and he's sort of just like an idiot. Um, but I mean, he's a Disney character who's in an animated film. So, you know. Well, what can expected. you expect? Exactly. Yeah. Um, 
pros and cons generally. Um, so I don't know, keep it spoiler free for those who haven't seen the film and sort of, you know, what, what are the good things? What are the bad things um, for the film for you? Um, honestly, I didn't really have any bad things. Um, but I, I know there is errors with this film. Um, probably the later half of the film probably falls a bit from the first half. Um, hmm. And that, that's in terms of, you know, the, the CGI looks kind of dodgy. <laughs> um, if you compare the CGI um, from The Curse of the Black Pearl to um, Dead Man's Chest with, uh, you know, Davy Jones's CGI, it's just crazy to think how far they've come in like three hmm. years because there's a three-year gap between the films. And like, it's just like, how on earth did they pull that off? Um, but anyway, this film isn't, this podcast isn't about that film. Um, so yeah, I, I think that the, the uh, scoring by Hans Zimmer was just great. I think it's some of his best work I've ever heard. Um, and it's so iconic as well. Like if you hear this, you know, it's Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The acting I think was great as well. I couldn't really name a, 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 a rotten performance. Um, and I think the story is, well, pro- probably the story is where it fell a bit, to be honest, um, because at the start, you know, they, they they were setting up the the Black Pearl and how it has this curse. And then towards the end, I, I kind of found myself um, kind of taken out of the film with, you know, the how, uh, you know, William Turner is like the, the son of Bootstrap Bill and uh, how he... Um, he is the blood that they need and then they're searching for him and it, it kind of got a bit confusing at times. Mm. Um, so yeah, probably the story was a bit too um, ambitious. Um, but yeah, other than that, I think this film is just great. It's kind of one of those films that, you know, is it's not perfect cinema, but like you just have a great time watching it. Mm. Yeah, it is. It is quite entertaining and, I mean, Johnny Depp, it, it's true that, like, if you have one incredibly good performance, it can really keep the movie together and it can really, you know, keep you entertained because Jack Sparrow's on screen for most of most of the runtime. Yeah. And when he's not, it does get a bit, like, it does get a bit boring, I will admit. Mm-hmm. Like, you, and which shows that, you know, without Johnny Depp, this franchise would absolutely bomb. And cons- no, they're considering doing another film and they're just recasting the whole lot. And Well, yeah, and I think they're sort of going for a female-centric, like, Ghostbusters mm-hmm. 2016 vibe. And I can't and wait for them so, to see how that works out. Yes. Um, well, the trend is um, those sorts of films fail miserably. I mean, if you think about the audience, the fans of this film, it's got to be... Like, I'm sure there are a lot of females out there who love this film too, but it's got to be mostly guys. And mm-hmm. um, and most of the guys would love it because of Johnny Depp and Orlando Bloom um, and just the action and adventure sort of style of the film. Yeah. And so they're probably not going to go see it if if Captain Jack Sparrow is a woman. If he's um, not in it, I'm not going to go see it, to be honest. Yeah, well, I mean, it could be a great movie, but nobody's going to go see it. I mean... You know, if it is a great movie, sure, I'll go see it. But, you know, I think Pirates of the Caribbean is a franchise that's just been, like, hit over it. It's like a hitting a dead horse. It's like 
they just want to keep it going mm-hmm. and it's sort of dwindling. Um, but it, it rests on Johnny Depp's shoulders, to be honest. It, and I think it's dwindling. It's, in, it's, dun- it's dwindling in terms of like uh, story and how they're using their characters. But um, if if you've seen the fifth film, you know what I mean. Jack Sparrow just isn't the same Jack Sparrow. But the form, the the um, the films actually perform really, really well overseas, and I think particularly in China. I think this film made over like a billion dollars at the box office. The not this film, sorry, the the latest film, um, okay. made over a, a billion dollars. So it's still mm. like a, a healthy franchise, even though they're like killing it slowly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. It's sort of you know when you get to like five films in a franchise, you're like, come on, wrap it up already. Like, um, but you know, obviously, I haven't been particularly drawn to the fourth and fifth one. Um, but yeah, I mean, I enjoyed watching this one. I think the sense of adventure in this film mm-hmm. is really well done. Yep. It's a really good adventure film because um, they're always traveling to new locations and you never really know where any, anybody is, which is sort of an issue as well because you sort of get lost with the characters because you're like, hang on, you know, I'm seeing Captain Jack Sparrow on screen at the moment, but where on earth is Elizabeth Swan and where on earth is Barbosa? And mm-hmm. like, it's just, there's not really a sense of, you can tell where the characters are. Whereas in something like, say like Star Wars or Lord of the Rings or something like that, if somebody said, well, you know, where is Luke Skywalker when, um, when, you know, Han Solo and Leia are on Cloud City, you know exactly where he was because the movie told you. Yeah. And and so yeah, I think in this film, I agree in the in the sense that like they tried to be too ambitious and sort of failed. Um, I thought the sword fighting was great, but you can't you can't see what's going on, can you? You can't see the blades move. At least I couldn't anyway. Well, um, I, I would kind of disagree with that. To be honest, I think the the fight choreography was just perfect um oh, i think it was i think it was good like the sword fighting was good but especially in like those dark caves like for that final fight ah you're talking about I, that okay oh, yeah, i was thinking yeah. more so um at the start you know uh captain jack sparrow's and will turner's first encounter oh that's a brilliant that's brilliant yeah. no i won't say anything negative about that fight i think it's probably like one of the best scenes in the entire film mm-hmm. um but yeah, it, it it shows how Star Wars works so well with the lightsabers because if you have like a silver, like a, a thin silver blade and you're throwing it all around the screen, you can, obviously you hear the clashes when they hit each other. Yep. But when they're like flinging it around, you can hardly see it, especially when it's dark. Whereas lightsabers are just the opposite because they're all they're so bright and yeah. you can tell exactly where it is all the time. So well, <laughs> I just remember thinking Star Wars has it easy there. I think that's why they were intended to have, you know, you know, different colored blades and why they're mm. so bright is for it's easier to, you know, it's easier to follow the combat and, you know, take, a, you know, uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan's duel from Mustafa, you know, it, it's it's a red environment and there's blue swords in it and when they're so zoomed out you can easily tell what's happening Hmm. yeah and they have the same color blade as well so that's a good example but then even something like you know the phantom menace you have two red blades you have one green and one blue and you can tell where everyone is at the same time which sometimes doesn't you know highlights instances where you you know, Qui-Gon should have just like put his blade down. He would have like cut off Maul's leg or something like, you know, you can, 
sort of be like, Qui-Gon, what are you doing? Just like stab him in the back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, but with this, there's no issue because you can, it's so quick and fast and well choreographed that you can't really, you know, at least for me, I couldn't really, I wasn't, I was never saying like, oh, go left, Jack Sparrow, there's an opening there. Like, whereas sometimes in Star Wars, you can sort of, you know, tell where the character's about to hit because of, you know, where the blades are. But, you know, I, I had a bit of a con with the whole Curse of the Black Pearl thing um, because this film seems very, like, very realistic mm-hmm. until it gets to that sort of part. There's, it's where it sort of becomes like a fantasy film. Yep. Because they have, like, you know, the Curse of the Black Pearl and they have, like, skeletons and undead men and stuff. And for me, I was really enjoying just Captain Jack Sparrow being a pirate and being like a realistic but incredibly idiotic and brilliant pirate. And so when we had like skeletons fighting skeletons, I was just thinking like, so if you're both immortal or undead, then why are you trying to sword fight each other? Mm-hmm. Like what's the worst that you're going to do? You're going to kill each other again? Like it doesn't, you can't really do that. So yeah. I don't know when, as soon as that came in, I was like, I would have preferred just a more, just a smaller tale of just maybe like Captain Jack Sparrow and Barbosa wants him dead or something. And, you know, just, just like take out the fantasy elements for me. Yeah. Yeah. It does bring in like a bit of entertainment. What what are your thoughts? I agree with you there. I think, as I said before, I think the, the story was a bit too ambitious and they probably explored a bit too much. And that's why, um, now that I'm thinking about it, you know, I, I ranked um, these films on Letterboxd and I'm probably going to end up changing my ranking. Um, yeah, I, I think this story was just a bit too ambitious, but in, you know, the, the following films, I think it's done a hell of a lot better. Um, yeah, at times it's just, you know, the the CGI doesn't look too good. And at the end, like I said, you know, they're, they're in this cave and something about like a blood ritual and you just kind of, get taken out of it yeah and there's a lot of twists too there's like i sort of got um i remembered when we talked about solo you know the final act of that yeah yeah. and i sort of felt like that at the end of this film i'm like i don't even know what's going on anymore like there's so many twists and turns and oh i'm not a turner and you've got my blood it doesn't work and wait where's will turner and he's Mm. on this side on that side because I, I think it was when Captain Jack Sparrow's negotiating with Barbosa at the very end and Will Turner's like, you've been planning this from the start. And I'm like, what has he? Like, I just, it's sort of like a solo effect where everyone's sort of changing sides in, the, in like five minutes. Yeah, yeah. The film sort of like is tipped on its head. Um, so, yeah, it was very hard to follow in the third act of the film. Yeah, yeah. And so I wish, wish it sort of, you know, stuck to a more realistic thing. But is this a theme with Pirates of the Caribbean? Do they sort of, you know, always sort of, you know, put in a, a fantastical element? Um, yeah, in the film? yeah, I would yeah. say so. In in the, uh, especially in the fourth film, it it really gets bad with it because um, they you know introduce mermaids and it's oh, yeah. it's not mm. a good film if I'm going to be completely yeah. honest. Well, I mean, like mermaids are fine, like because it's pirates, and if you can, you know, get down with pirates, you can probably get down with mermaids too. But it's sort of just like when there are skeletons fighting other skeletons. I'm like, wait, I thought this was a pirate film. <laughs> yeah, well, well, 
you've seen Dead Man's Chest, and I mean, you know, Davy Davy Jones's whole crew is essentially like these people from the sea. So mm-hmm. it's it's not a you know an alien element that they've explored yeah. in, in pirates films. It's it's happened before, and it will probably continue to happen. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it would it would just be would have been cool to have just a more grounded story, and I feel like it would have served it better for the third act. Because I mean, this film's two and a half hours long. It's a long almost. film. It's way too long. It's about almost like half an hour too long, I'd say. Um, but that's because but to to cut off half an hour, you wouldn't just like you can't cut off half an hour by cutting out insignificant scenes. You have to completely change the story. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, but I know, should we dive into some more detailed thoughts? Um, now, if you've got any sort of like spoiler thoughts you want to share for, um, anyone who's seen the film and staying on to listen. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So Captain Jack Sparrow is brilliant. I wrote that down. The first thing I wrote down, I feel like this is the first thing everyone's going to write down when reviewing this film. Yeah. Um, the music's fantastic. That's the second film. The second thing I wrote down. Um, and I, I, I wrote just to touch on the music briefly. Um, I think the music embodies the spirit of a pirate. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. The, the sense of, you know, adventure. And also, um, it's not, it's not too epic. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, well, this <laughs> well it, it, it is epic in, in, you know, how good it is. Right. But it's not like Star Wars epic, um, at least for most of the time. Like it does ramp up in certain stages, but I feel like they did put a cap on it in terms of like how many instruments were playing. And like at the start, you just have the one violin going, yeah, and you sort of get because of that, you sort of get a bit of a playfulness. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't like you know, I don't know, like a starship battle in Star Wars where there's blasts of music going everywhere and you know um at least for me anyway but what were your thoughts generally on on the music um yeah look i i liked it um i should probably say i loved it i think it's like i said before i think it's some of hans Zimmer's best work um and it's interesting because they were actually going to get ellen Sil- silvestri for this film who i think oh yeah uh what is he scored um I, I remember his name. Um, let's see. Yeah, um, he's, he he's has, done something. You know, Back to the Future, Forrest Gump, The Polar Express. Yeah, he's stuff, he's done right? a bunch of like iconic stuff as well. And I couldn't imagine, you know, what this film would have been without Hans oh, and his work. The Avengers. That's what I was thinking of. Um, yeah, so he scored that. And if he had, you know, if Hans Zimmer hadn't done this, I, I think it would have probably been like a completely different, you know, film. Um, and it's it's funny to say that because, you know, a lot of the time people might not pay attention to the scoring, but I think it's really important and I think it makes up a film. Um, but no, it's 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 interesting that you say that it's not as epic as Star Wars because I would say it's, if not more epic or the same. Mm. Um, I don't know. I feel like Captain Jack Sparrow's entrance is just, you know, you have all of the, the uh, wind instruments you've got uh you've got like these heavy drums in there and i i feel like it's just an epic orchestral Mm. song so yeah yeah i I don't really know what you're uh talking on there but you might be talking about like how at times you know um when we see jack sparrow on screen on screen he has like this kind of um 
you know, dim-witted sort of dun 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 dun. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's yeah. Very simple. Yeah, yeah it, it follows his character. So I like how the the themes and the the score kind of um, suits each character's personality in a way. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah. I think in comparison, I think for if you were to compare it to something like the opening crawl of Star Wars, where it's just trying to like blow your ears off, um, just in comparison to like when Jack Sparrow is like commandeering the interceptor or something, yep. you get like, you get like a, a sort of a soft sort of like Jack Sparrow theme. Mm-hmm. And then like when he's doing pirate stuff or when he's, you know, sword fighting, you get like sort of like the main pirate theme. Yeah. Um, but I still think like the main pirate theme, like it does sort of build up into like, a, you know, you've got like symbols crashing and, yeah. you know, all sorts of instruments playing. Um, but like how it starts is just like, I, I love the start. It's like my favorite part of um, uh, part of the music where it's just like mm-hmm. the violin, just like giving you that, you know, that really like awesome, like you just want to be on a boat with that playing. Right. Just, yeah. 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 It's really cool. And yeah, two, two things that save this movie. I think it's Johnny Depp and Hans Zimmer. Because um, <laughs> um, I think if you take those out, this would have bombed. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with the script, like as well. Oh, like, definitely. You know, trying to have like you know undead people. It just it's like a recipe for disaster. The script for this film. Yeah, well, I, I kind of look at the film as you know Johnny Depp or Captain Jack Sparrow is is kind of the heart of the film. So mm. when you you know when you say you're going to make a film about a an all female cast and you know recast Pirates of the Caribbean, it's kind of like. You, you can't have a Pirates of the Caribbean film without Johnny Depp because he has for, you know, or what year did that get released? So 2017. So he has for, uh, you know, 13 years, no, 14 mm-hmm. years, sorry. He has been Pirates of the Caribbean and he's made Pirates yeah. of the Caribbean what it is. So mm-hmm. it's just unfortunate that they're taking it in a direction that excludes him from the film. Mm, I feel like it's sort of like a bad business decision from Disney as well, because I feel like if they were to do another one and just have it like have Johnny Depp at the focus again, and then maybe just do a, take the franchise in a new direction Mm -hmm. and just like promote, promote it as Johnny Depp's return. I feel like that would go absolutely bonkers at the box office, especially now because of all the drama that's, you know, come up with with himself and his um, his ex wife or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I feel like everyone's on Johnny Depp's side and they want to go and support him, and they sort of don't have anything to do that at the moment. No, um, but I I know there's a few things in the works. I know Robert Downey Jr. is giving him a movie or something. So, but whatever Johnny Depp's in is going to go gangbusters at the at the box office. Yeah. Um, so I feel like Disney Disney missed the mark there. Um, but, it's it's but, great to finally hear that, right? Sorry, it's great to hear that mm-hmm. because. Um, like you couldn't even name the last film that he was in that isn't a pirates film, right? He's mm. he's been yeah. kind of shunned from you know cinema, and it's it's unfortunate, yeah. but it's it's great to see that he's finally getting you know the the support that he's needed for so long. Yeah, I think um Robert Downey Jr.'s um, doing a project with him because um, obviously if you think about Robert Downey Jr.'s history and Johnny Depp's history, they're quite similar men in the sense that like they had problems and then they they yeah gave an amazing performance in the first of their franchise and then you know the rest is history pretty much you know yeah they're now acting legends yeah 
Um, so, so yeah, it'll be cool to see that. And I'll definitely go support that um, if I can at, at the local movies and such. And I feel like a lot of people would as well. So Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But likewise, it'll be interesting to see what happens with this new Pirates of the Caribbean film, um, just in terms of reviews and, you know, what happens after it bombs and such. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, should we talk about the Jack versus Will duel? Yeah, um, let's do it. Yeah, oh, that, that to me is the best part of the film because not only do we get really great dialogue between the characters, but we also get some really awesome action. Mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes when we have a duel like this, it's either one or the other, like they're either talking or they're fighting. It's not like both at the same time. Yeah. Um, You know, think of things like Mustafa where like Anakin and Obi-Wan will say like, your new empire. And then they have a fight a bit. And then he's like, Anakin, the chancellor is evil. Yeah. And then they stop and chat for a minute and then they go fighting again. And he's like, I got the high ground. And he's like, ah, and then, you know, they fight again. And, you know, we all know what happens. But yeah. it's always like a stop start thing. Yeah. Whereas I feel like this duel flows really well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what are, your, what are your thoughts on that duel? Probably the best duel in the movie. Oh, I, I loved it. And if you, you haven't actually noticed, um, I also mentioned this um, when we did our top five favorite movies video. I just love when scenes um, are able to synchronize like sounds and movements to the music. And if you hadn't noticed, mm. this actually does it. So all of like the the sword clashes are in time with the music, which I think is just so clever. Um, no, I but didn't I, that. you didn't notice it. Yeah, it's a, it's a small little thing. And, you know, people might say that it doesn't add anything to the film, but I think it does. Um, mm. No, but I, I think the... The, the choreography that like I mentioned before, I think that was that was some really, really, really good work. Um and also the dialogue in it, right? It it, mm. it kind of bounced off one another and I think and I think that's what made it so enjoyable because they were able to interact in a way where it's like it's not a serious fight, but it's still a really, really good fight. Like you know there's not serious consequences there. They're already basically friends, but they they don't really know it yet. Well, I thought like Will Turner was out to kill him, at least um, mm-hmm. from my perspective. Anyway, I was like, you know, this Will Turner has has a grudge against pirates for some reason that we'll find out shortly. But yeah, I just I, I really enjoyed that fight, and I do think the dialogue was fantastic, and it also served as a um, method to develop Will Turner's character because it's obviously set like the fight is in his workplace. Yeah. And he's talking about all these things. He's like, I practice with these swords three hours a day. And Jack Sparrow's like, you need to find yourself a girl, mate. Yeah. And just so we get like, you know, character development while we have an awesome action set piece. Yeah. Which I feel like is quite awesome. And, you know, we see Will Turner's, um, his boss or whatever's like asleep. And so, yeah, we just, we just get insights into Will's character in that scene, um, which I think you know, really help develop his character in such a short time. Yeah. You know, this you know, probably only lasts for like five minutes. And usually that would be like, okay, we'll get the character development in, in the slow scenes. And then when we're fighting, it's just going to be music and blades clashing and awesome spin moves and everything. Yeah. Like, whereas they did it, they did it, they, they um, gelled it together really well. Mm. Um, but I think it's probably the best part of the movie um i'll reference the other part that i think is 
probably up there to challenge it a bit later on. But I think it only comes like 20 minutes after this, so we'll, we'll arrive at it shortly. But mm -hmm. something I will say, um, I don't know whether this is a negative or a positive, but there is some incredibly cheesy dialogue um, <laughs> in this film. Incredibly cheesy. Yeah. And I, I don't know if you noticed, but there's a lot of there's a lot of head head bonks from behind. Mm -hmm. Like I don't know if you noticed, but I, I didn't notice that bit. There'll there'll be a person like looking towards the camera, and they will have no idea that someone's behind them, and that the person who's behind them will have like a frying pan or something, and they'll just like knock them on the head, and then the person will stare at the camera for like a second, and then they'll just like fall over unconscious like very slowly mm -hmm. and i just <laughs> i think it's the trait of old movies there's, there's a lot of sort of like playing being knocked out for comic relief in this film mm -hmm. um but very 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 cheesy wasn't it? see it, it's funny that you say it it could go both ways right and i think in this film it was most likely done on purpose um yeah yeah, yeah but i i think it really fits the tone of the film and it kind of adds to it in a way you know if you saw this in an Avengers film, it would be like, oh, that's kind of trash. I don't really want to yeah, see that. Yeah. But it, it's the yeah. tone of the film that makes it good. Hmm. Hmm. And so, like, for example, one of the pirates, when he's fighting with Will after, like, the pirates invade the town, he's like, say goodbye. Mm -hmm. And, like, just before he's about to, like, cut off Will Turner's head or something. He gets and smashed in the head with a glass bottle, yeah. Yeah, and then Will Turner's just like, goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like oh my gosh in any other movie that would just be absolutely dreadful yeah yeah like and you can just imagine like reading this script you would have been like oh dear this could either this could either be horrible or brilliant mm. and it depends on who's saying the line yeah uh, but yeah did you think like I, I feel like a major positive you're gonna have of this film is just like the tone overall like it's oh, very yeah. very light isn't it i, I said this for um I think it was Ratatouille as well. I, I like the tone of that film and it's the same with this film. I think, yeah, it's just something about the film that makes it so like a, a great environment to, to mm. kind of get immersed in. Um, yeah. And, you know, it, like I said before, you don't really see a lot of Pirates films and when they make one, it's it's a really good one. Um, but yeah, I think the comedy aspect and, you know, how uh, Jack Sparrow is kind of like this drunken character, I think that worked really, really, really mm. well for this film. Yeah, I have a serious question. Um, why on earth is a dog in charge of keeping the prison keys safe? Okay, yeah. That's what I want to um, know. <laughs> if you don't really know the the history of the Pirates of the Caribbean film, it actually started as a um a ride in Disneyland. Um, so they made the ride first, and then they made a film based oh, off. Oh, I've the been ride. on the ride. Yeah, I've been on yeah. the ride. It was a good ride. Yeah, it was actually a good ride. Um. Yeah, so they, they um, on the ride, there's actually a scene where there's like these pirates that are wanting to get out of their um, cell and there's a dog with keys and it's the same dog. So it's it's kind yeah. of just a, a cool callback to that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I still have, I still doubt the, um, the intelligence of the prison keeper being like, oh, yeah, I know where I'm going to put the yeah. prison keys yeah. in this dog's mouth. Yeah. <laughs> like what? Yeah. In, in, in hindsight, you know, it's probably not a good idea, but. Probably not the best idea. No. It, it's it's just a cool callback to the uh the, yeah. the ride in Disneyland. 
and it's an, it's another one of those things where it's like it's not meant to be taken too seriously. No, no, you know, it's, it's just funny that like this dog would just like walk around with the keys, and the prisoners are like, "Oh no, they're the keys." Go exactly. Like, yeah. they're trying to tempt the dog over to them to get the keys, and the dog's just like not having it. It's quite funny. Um, but yeah, any other particular moments in the film where like um, you really enjoyed like the humor or the tone or anything like that? Um. Yeah, I mean, there's there's so many. I could speak on it for quite some time. Um, I'm just trying to think of, you know, a scene in chronological order that that I enjoyed at this moment. Um, we get the um the the slap scene pretty soon, I think. Oh yeah, yep, yep. I think that was a great interaction. I like that a lot. Uh, yes, yeah. like w- woman number one comes in and slaps Jack, and he's like, "Not sure I deserve that." Yeah. <laughs> And then woman number two comes along, and she's like, "Who was she?" I may have like, what? That. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that was great. I like that a lot. Slaps again. Um, like I, I may have deserved that. So I, I think another thing that I want to take away from this film is that there's a lot of uh, duos or pairs in this film between two characters that work well, and I think another duo that I think is just great um, is Mulroy and Murtog, and their names aren't actually specifically mentioned in the film, but they're the two, oh, yes. the two English um, comedies or whatever you could call them, two English soldiers. Um, mm. Oh, yes. Who yeah, have yeah. the first interaction with Captain Jack Sparrow. I think they're great. Um, mm. And how they kind of, you know, argue with one another and then, um, so funny. you know, push back and forth. And if you go on to watch the other films, they're actually in them. So if you like that, uh-huh. keep on watching. Um but no, I think they work well. I think Captain Jack Sparrow and Will work well. I think Will and Elizabeth work well. And I even think, you know, people like uh, Captain Jack Sparrow and Barbosa work really well. I like their um mm. their chemistry as well on screen. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to uh, some of um, Captain Jack Sparrow's one-liners because yes, if you don't know, do. I think he is like the, the king of one-liners in... Oh, he's got cinema yeah. history I, I love all of them um i think him correcting people for you know calling him jack sparrow rather than captain jack sparrow is just absolutely <laughs> hilarious um yeah. and, and they're like where's your ship and he's like mm, yeah working on that. i'm in the market for it <laughs> <laughs> um yeah but i i think at one point he says captain jack sparrow if you please sir um, and then we also, you know, get the, the classic meme, you are without doubt the worst pirate I've ever heard of. Yeah. And he's like, but you have heard of me. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. Oh, so good. I think that's quite good. And, you know, gentlemen, you will always remember this as the day that you almost caught Captain Jack Sparrow. Um, he falls off the cliff or whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. There's a I few more, end, but, yeah. um, but I'll, I'll get onto them as we, you know, go further into the film. Um, I just wanted to bring this up. Why do these English soldiers like shoot like stormtroopers? Like they can never hit their aim. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I didn't specifically think that, but probably if you watch it, if you watch the film a number of times, that'd probably be an issue. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think it's it's it doesn't really take me out of the film because you know it's it's kind of like a in a way it's like a um, kind of like a musical but without the music like it's doesn't have serious consequences yeah like um, it's not trying to convince you that it's real is it like no it's not no yeah. because like in star wars you've got the light and the dark side right and there's like mm. there's serious consequences there and they're, they're clashing a lot 
but mm. you take like the the English people and the pirates, for instance, and they they kind of seem like friends in a way, even though they're like, you know, yeah. arch nemesises. Um, I don't know. There's not really a lot of serious consequences in the film, even though you know Captain Jack Sparrow is going to get hanged. You know he's going to get out of it. Um, yeah. But no, yeah, I, I, we just touched on the whole duel between Will and Turner, which I think was great. Um, the entrance of the Black Pearl was just, I think, was really, really good. Probably not like the the um, the combat on land, but I think, you know, when we first see the, the pirate ship enter the, the bay and then we see the the view from the, um, the prison block, mm. I think that yeah. was really, really good. Mm. Uh, cool scene, cool scene. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I was going to touch on just about on the ter- the tone of the film and like how uh, regarding like the consequences. I think, well, the, the, this whole this whole movie is motivated by Jack Jack Sparrow just wanting the black pill. Yeah, right. Like, so there isn't like a whole you know Jack Sparrow is going to die if he doesn't do this. He's just like he just wants the ship. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like you know the whole the whole film is motivated by Captain Sparrow wanting something. Yeah. Um, he doesn't need it. He just wants. He wants it. Um, yeah, which works well with his character, obviously. But then, in terms of establishing consequences, it doesn't like. It's not. It's not a drama, is it? No. no. <laughs> yeah, it's almost a comedy. Yeah. Um, yeah. If it was, if it was a bit funnier, like if if anybody else except for Jack Sparrow and you know those those two English pirates and um and not the pirate the two Englishmen and. And there's two pirates as well. There's a duo of pirates that are quite funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know the names, but perhaps I don't even mention the names. But there's two. Pinto and uh, um, I wrote it down. Let me find it. I think they're the two that originally try and um, they originally steal Elizabeth's. Yeah, yeah. That, that's pirates. another duo that works really, really well in the film. And they're in the other films as well. So keep yeah, watching. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what are their names? Um. I don't know, but the, the duos remind me of um, Captain Hook and Mister Smee. They're an iconic pirate duo, mm-hmm. um, and then and they only work because of each other, you know. So yeah, yeah, you, you got to put somebody else in to work off of. Um, yeah, Rigetti and Pintel. That's their names. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, and um, oh, I love the pirate, the um, the parrot. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, oh, Mister Cotton, do you have what it takes to be a pirate? And then someone says, oh, he's, he's mute. So. He's mute, yeah. <laughs> he's trained his pirate to talk to him. And I just love Captain Jack Sparrow, how casually he just addresses the parrot. Yeah, he asks the parrot. <laughs> he, he turns it. He's like, Mr. Cotton's parrot. And the parrot turns its head. Same question. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's it's great. So good. Just the the how how ordinarily he just addresses a bird. Yeah. He just says, Mr. Cotton's parrot. The parrot turns his head to look directly at him. Yeah. Same question. No, I think that's great, eh? Yeah. It's just little moments like that that I wish, you know, if you had a smaller scale of a story, I feel like you could have built the film just around, you know, Captain Jack Sparrow just doing things. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, just because I think my favourite scene in the film is where um, Captain Jack Sparrow and Will Turner – commandeer a ship that they can't sail because they need more people yep and they do it because they go into the big ship and then the englishmen sail the smaller ship to go onto the big ship and then while they're doing that captain jack sparrow and will turner like 
swing across to the other ship and sail off. Mm -hmm. And then one of the Englishmen's like, that's got to be the best pirate I've ever seen. So it would seem. Yes. Um, and that, that, that was my favourite scene in the entire film because um, because it just captures the spirit of Jack Sparrow and also the clever, you know, the fact that his intelligence yeah. is just seemingly above everybody else's. Yeah. Even though it shouldn't be, it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's got to be the best pirate I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that was my favourite part of the film. Um, Captain Jack Sparrow, right? He's always looking up to the sky. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's like he's talking to to God or something. He's he's never making eye contact with people. He's always like, you know, got his hands like above his waist. He's just like moving around yeah. like a drunk person. And there's a moment where um, he's like staring off into the distance, like he's doing a monologue in a theater or something, and he's just talking to Gibbs and Will Turner behind him. Mm-hmm. And, and Captain Jack Sparrow he just like turns around and storms off. And then there's a moment where it, it's very quick, so a lot of people might have missed out on it, but there's a moment where Will Turner and Gibbs look up to the part of the sky where Jack Sparrow was looking, mm-hmm. like trying to see if there's something he was looking yeah, at. Yeah, um, it's, it's a very quick cut, so a lot of people wouldn't have missed it. it it's I'm a sure cool touch there. Yeah. yeah. It, it's things like that that make a film, in my opinion. You know, it's mm. they didn't need to do it, but they do it anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Barbosa, um, Jeffy Rush, obviously, he's a brilliant actor, and I think he's brilliant as Barbosa. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's obviously very cool to see everybody giving their best performance with all these, you know, talented actors. Yep. Um, but what did you think of Barbosa's character as a whole and um, and his crew? And then we can also, I guess, we can sort of get into the Curse of the Black Pearl. Yeah. Um, I really like Barbosa's arc in, in the Pirates films, and I like how they... Um, how they explore it more. Um, but yeah, in this film, I don't like him as much because I feel like the whole curse and such, it's, it's probably a bit too fantastical and magical in my opinion. Um, like you said, they probably could have stuck with a more grounded story arc and um, have less, you know, uh, less CGI skeletons and who are drinking yeah. wine. Like, um, yeah. And it just like goes to their rib cage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think Barbosa is um, as a character was really really good, and I think his acting performance was just phenomenal by Jeffrey Rush. Mm. Um, but yeah, the the whole you know the the crew and the story and such it's it's probably one of the the negatives from this film that I'll probably take away from it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it was it sort of clashed with the tone of the film, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah, it's not not really a tonal clash, maybe, but just it was like just out of place. It was a bit odd. Yeah, um, and I feel like the way they explained it as well, um, it was like I I feel like they could have done with another scene, like of perhaps Barbosa just like talking to Elizabeth Swan about like how they got cursed and what the curse is about and everything. Because I sort of, I mean, I've watched the film twice and. If you were to ask, like, how did they get cursed? I wouldn't have been able to tell yeah. you. Like, I wouldn't even be able to tell you, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. And I think there is a backstory there because Jack Sparrow was, like, cast off on an island and we sort of get a bit of a backstory as to Jack Sparrow becoming infamous, becoming an infamous pirate and, mm-hmm. you know, being kicked off his crew. And But then it's sort of like 
Uh, it's not done as well as I would have liked it to. Um, but, I mean, we don't need a Captain Jack Sparrow origin story. No. I feel like they sort of give us like half of one and then don't bother to explain the rest. Yeah. Well, that, that's that's kind of what I like about this character because he, he there's like an element of, you know, um, mystery involved with his character. Mm. Like yeah. you, you don't really know a lot of him and he kind of, you know, is portrayed as like this, you know, uh, permanent drunken um, pirate that doesn't really know what he's doing in life, but somehow he manages to, to get around and, you know, be smarter than everyone else somehow. Mm, yeah. 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 I, yeah, I would have liked if they just didn't give him any past stories or anything. Like it's just like a, the first time we see Captain Jack Sparrow is, and you know, is the first time we don't see anything before that. And we just go with Jack Sparrow and we just yeah. like, you know, we get to think of like, you know, all of the, incredibly mad things he's done in the past whereas i feel like this film sort of like wanted to give you a backstory but then just like did it so poorly that it was like i would have rather you said nothing mm-hmm. <laughs> like um but, but that's for me um we skipped over this incredible underwater breathing boat stuff <laughs> um that's not physically possible is it like that's not that's how how on earth is that possible um if, yeah if, look it's it's probably I think it is possible, but the way they entered the the ocean with the with the canoe, I guess you could call it, yeah, isn't possible because they're they're above um, water level, right? And then they walk into the water, so the boat yeah. would have filled up from underneath. Um, but yeah, I think you can create like an air bubble mm. underwater, but in that yeah. sequence, it's physically impossible. Yeah. Yeah, because that's what I was interested about because I know if there are certain, like, devices and shapes of materials that, like, you can create, like, an air pocket underwater. Yeah. But they just, like, walk in with a boat. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's so funny Um, and, like, it works. And, you know, with them walking along the bottom of the ocean and um, Will Turner gets stuck in, like, a crab pot or something. Yeah. Like he ends up like pulling this fishing line along. Yeah. And, you know, it's quite funny, but it's like, like what? Like I just imagine like physics teachers watching this would have just. Like... Oh, I was watching the film and I was like, yeah, Sam's definitely going to bring this up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I skipped over it and I was like, I saw it in the notes. I'm like, oh, I have to go back to this because like, I was like, if that is possible, I will be amazed. Yeah. It, it's just, it's one of those things in the film, right? That seems so physically impossible that it really it should detract from the film but because they've established the tone of the film to be this uh this comedic fantastical magical um pirates film you kind of just go along with it like you don't care at all like you're there for jack sparrow and you know his interactions with will and stuff and and the the comedy that the comedy element in between you you just don't care about you know some some uh physics error (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> unless you have a small interest in science yeah yeah <laughs> then you're probably going to question it but but regardless it's not like you know you can take something like that and be like this film's bad because it's physically impossible yeah like, it's just, like it's not supposed to no. you know be accurate yeah you know it's a fantasy film i think because we have skeletons fighting each other and, and such so yeah 
have we have curses and stuff like that. So, um, Jaden, I'll ask you a question. I hope want you to answer it very honestly. <laughs> Why is the rum gone? <laughs> <laughs> That's already going to be the title of the YouTube video, isn't it? God, you know <laughs> Why it. is the rum gone? <laughs> See, that's another one good liner delivered by Captain Jack Sparrow. That is just why so is the good. Like, but why is the rum? <laughs> oh, I love that so much. Uh, uh, I love <laughs> like Elizabeth Swan. Like she's sitting on the ground after just burning the rub, and the Captain Jack Sparrow goes behind her and he takes his gun out and he almost shoots her in the back of the head. Yeah, because she burnt the rum. Yeah. It's funny because you couldn't imagine Captain Jack Sparrow getting more drunk than he already is, right? But somehow he does it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like he already has like a drunk personality, but then like when he's actually drunk, it's like, oh, geez. Yeah. He's stepping up. No, it's funny. And like, obviously, I found it really funny as well when he was like, because he protests the fact that she's burning the rum, not just because, you know, why is the rum gone, but also because he he says that it's going to create like a useless signal because she's sending fire up into the sky and she's like oh the british are going to show up mm. and he's like oh don't be ridiculous and then the british show up and captain jack sees this and he's like oh there'll be no living with her after this which is <laughs> just so funny it's just like thinking that like miss swan's always going to be like hey jack remember that time when you told me that not to burn the rum for a signal and then i did and then we were saved mm. Like you can just, and he's like, "Oh, there'll be no living with her after this." Yeah, it's funny. Um, it's like Elizabeth, dear. It never would have worked out between us. At the end of the film, I was just going to bring that up. Yeah, uh, so many good lines. It, the dialogue's great, but like, I feel like everything else, in terms of the writing, is just not as good. Yeah, somehow they like perfected like Johnny Depp's dialogue and Captain Jack Sparrow's dialogue. The rest of the, you know, the writing is just not as good as it. Like somehow they just focused on that element more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. it's funny. Um, but do you have any other notes? Um, I'm I'm almost done here. So yeah, um, I I got a quite a lot more. <laughs> um, go for it, go for it. Gamora is in Pirates. If you yes, know Gamora. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, she comes in and slaps Jack for the third time. He's like, yeah, I definitely deserve that one. Yeah. So Zoe. <laughs> Zeldana, I think her name is. Yeah, yeah. Um, Zeldana, yeah. Uh, I don't actually know what her character name is, but she's really young in this film. Like, mm. if you hadn't looked at the cast, you wouldn't have known it was her. Um, For sure. Yeah, because she just looks really, really different in this film from, obviously, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy or any of the Avengers films released in the past, you know, three years. Yeah. Um, she's an avatar as well. She is an avatar as well, yeah. Um, yeah, I remember I saw her and I was like, when the first time I saw her, I was like, is that Gamora? And then I was like, no, nah, it's not. It doesn't look it doesn't look like her. And then then I looked it up and I was like, hey, yeah, she's quite young. Yeah. Um, hard, it's hard to tell if you don't look it up. Yeah. Um, another good line delivered by uh, Captain Jack Sparrow is, if you were waiting for the opportune moment, that was it. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think that's another really good one. He knows. Um, I mean, it's so funny. Like he, he. You think Captain Jack Sparrow? Like he's had three women come up to um, slap him in in throughout this film. So you you think he's a bit of like a ladies' man, mm-hmm. but then 
he's such an idiot but like he obviously like does really well with the ladies because he, he knew that like that was the moment and you missed it yeah yeah I, so it's just another thing where you think like jack sparrow shouldn't be good at something but he is just incredibly good at it yeah for some reason. yeah he just kind of like dwindles his way through life and somehow it just seems to work for him yeah. um jack sparrow trying to remember um parlay is some of the funniest shit i've ever seen in film oh, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's standing there and all of like the pirates are looking at him he's like parlay 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 parsnip par and then, <laughs> and then one of the pirates is like parlay and he's like parlay <laughs> um no i think that was pirate looks at him and he's like what did you do you i shouldn't do? have said that <laughs> it's like um oh it's like hagrid from harry potter i shouldn't have told you that <laughs> um uh yeah so we got the rum and why is the rum gone another awesome quote um you know him um you forgot one very important thing mate i'm captain jack sparrow <laughs> um and then you know him correcting people again you know captain captain jack sparrow um no i just think his one-liners are just so good and i think that's one of the my favorite things about the pirates films is jack sparrow's dialogue like it's just it's just so well done, and I, I've watched. So I couldn't even name how many. I couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't. Pro- I probably couldn't count them on my fingers. How many videos I've watched of you know, top twenty, top ten, top fifty Captain Jack Sparrow one liners. Mm. There's just so many, and yeah. you know, if you if you really enjoy them in this film, keep watching because all of the other films have like the same exact uh, the same exact feeling as what this film is portrayed. Probably not the last two films but you know one two and three are like the exact same um oh, cool uh yeah so will performs his classic throwing sword trick to save jack at the end of the film um oh. so he he throws his sword and jack sparrow lands his feet on it just before he gets hung which oh, is like yes a, that it was a callback yeah, to the it was part, a, first part of the film it was a cool callback yeah. to when uh um will locked him in his uh blacksmith so i think that was mm. quite cool um and then the final one I have is uh, the end quote of the film. He's like, really bad eggs. And Drink up, parties, yeah. yo-ho. And then music ensues. Yeah. Yeah, I feel, I feel like the, the ending of the film could have been done so much better, though. I feel like it, it would be so easy to do like a final like voyage or something with with the music building, but he sort of, you know, they, they, they opted for a different approach. They just had Captain Jack Sparrow just, you know, it, humming to himself. And it's know. interesting to say that because I actually really enjoy the endings of a lot of the pirates films. Like they're so simple, but they're mm. so well done. Um, and I beg you to watch the other films because there's like callbacks to like previous films and they all mm. intertie. It's really, really well done. Um, but no, I, I think, you know, um, you've watched the second film, right? I think the second one and something with, there's a, there's a horizon beyond my, um, I can't remember the quote, but I think it, it's quite well done. And then, um, I think a lot of them actually end with Jack Sparrow on a pirate ship, steering the wheel, mm, rightfully so, looking out into the yeah. sunset. I think a lot of them actually end like that. Yeah. 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 And I, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of them start like that as well. Cause obviously I think the first time we see Jack Sparrow is when he's got like a ship that's half sinking. Mm-hmm. And how brilliant is that by the way? I think with this ship completely like, blew over that scene. 
Yes. Oh, that's such a good scene where his his entrance, like the first time we see this character, he's like on the on the top of the mast of the ship, and the ship is slowly sinking, mm-hmm. and just kept going lower and lower and lower. By the, and then he like takes one step onto the jetty, and the ship is almost entirely underwater. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant. I think, and he's just so casual. I think that's my favorite scene of the movie. Um, is Captain Jack Sparrow's entrance. And it, it honestly wouldn't be too far to say that it's probably one of the greatest character intros in film history. Like the, the music and the and the tone of the film is established in like 30 seconds. And, you know, we know nothing about Jack Sparrow, but we're already along with his character. Um, and it's definitely my favourite um, my favorite moment in the film, 100%. I mean, I couldn't even really think of anything else that would, get near this i mean you know you got the fight between will and jack is great don't get me wrong but you know jack sparrow captain jack sparrow's entrance is just so well done Mm. and i think it's like the by far the best parts of this movie it's got nothing to do with i mean orlando bloom's great but most of the great parts in this film have nothing to do with him nothing to do with barbosa nothing to do with elizabeth swan it's just jack sparrow being jack sparrow Mm. And so I feel like, yeah, if they, they put the narrative more around Jack, um, and obviously the narrative is around Jack, but had less sort of like interjecting themes with, you know, we have the curse and we have Elizabeth and Will and have romance that needs to be fulfilled by the end of the film. And we have Barbosa who, who wants to be living but not die. And just like it's, you, we have all these things that distract from Jack Sparrow trying to figure out how to commandeer a ship. Mm -hmm. And that's the best part of the movie for me. Like just him with Will Turner being like, okay, how do we steal a ship and do it in an intelligent manner? Mm -hmm. I know what, we're going to take a boat. We're going to go underwater. (laughs) We're going to walk up to this ship. We're going to climb up. We're going to take this ship. And then when the English people come over, we're going to hop onto their ship and then we're going to sail away and we're going to salute them as we go. It's just like he... He has very that's the best part of the film. He has very interesting ways of getting things done, right? But mm. it works so well for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just so interesting to watch because you don't know what he's going to do. He's so unpredictable. Yeah, um, he's unpredictable, but you always know that he's going to find a way out. Mm. And I feel like they could have really played with that in terms of like, you know, J- Captain Jack Sparrow. He always finds a way out, right? What if in the in the third act of this film? through all of his intelligence and genius, what if he couldn't find a way out? Like, what would he do then? Like, mm-hmm. so, you know, I feel like it could have been handled better towards the end of the film, but the first part of this film, the first, maybe, maybe the first hour, I think is really brilliant. Mm-hmm. Like really brilliant. Like I was prepared to give this a really good rating, but then sort of dwindled as it went along, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's, that's about all my thoughts really. Um, that's all I've I, got I, written down. Yeah. Yeah, I was a bit confused with the Curse of the Black Pearl um, and in terms of, you know, when Captain Jack Sparrow, he stole the gold, so then he was cursed too. And then they were both undead men, him and Barbosa, but they were still fighting. Mm-hmm. And it seems kind of pointless to me. Like, what's the worst that can happen? You're going to, like, hit each other with your swords and then you're just going to stand up and do it again like because you can't kill each other you're both dead already yeah it's like i don't know a bit bizarre but yeah that's just my thoughts on the ending i thought it was a bit it seemed kind of pointless like the final 
fight, the final duel. Yeah, well, uh, that it's it's kind of what I said before. I mean, the the film really stands on, uh, you know, Jack Sparrow and uh, and his character, and he's kind of the heart of the film. And as you know, we get towards the end of the film, it, it gets a bit too confusing, and you know, all these all these storylines interweave, and there's a lot of plot twists and you kind of get taken out of the film. And I think why it works so well at the start of the film is because it's simple and that kind of um, mirrors, you know, Captain Jack Sparrow's character in a way, you know, he's a very simple character. He doesn't do a lot, um, but that's what makes Pirates of the Caribbean so good. And when they, Hmm. when they try to explore more of that with, uh, you know, the the curse and such, it, it, it kind of takes you out of it because you're really watching the film for Captain Jack Sparrow. You're not watching it for, you know, the curse of the black pearl. Um, But yeah, it's, it's probably why it fell flat on its face in the, in the third act. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, this isn't, this wasn't critically well received. And I mean, it makes sense because critics don't like a film like this, that, you know, is just like trying to entertain people. And so it's not doing particularly well on, platforms like you know metacritic or i don't imagine it would be doing well on rotten tomatoes or anything like that but on letterbox is a 3.8 which is actually pretty damn good mm-hmm. like 3.8 if you can get up to four stars it means your film's pretty brilliant it's because um, it's the people that are reviewing it it's not yeah critics, exactly yeah. Mm, yeah so that's why i like letterbox and 3.8 i think that's well deserved mm-hmm. um shall we get into the music segment yeah let's do it all right so hans zimmer hans zimmer alert hans zimmer alert <laughs> Um, the wizard is back. The wizard, uh, <laughs> the man, the myth, the wizard, Hans Zimmer, um, the wizard on the orchestra. Um, he is um, at his best, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this has got to be one of his better scores in his life. Yeah, um, got to be up there with Inception. Got to be up there with uh, Lion King. Um, got to be up there with. I don't know, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, um, oh, whoa, know, whoa, whoa, whoa. things like that. Um, <laughs> I would say it's his best, you know, piece of work that he's ever done. For sure. That's a that's a very, very um, valid point. Mm-hmm. Um, so favourite songs, Can't Go Past, He's a Pirate. No. Um, it, is that um, Captain Jack Sparrow's theme or is it more just like the big... You know, it's it's more of the the orchestral pirates yeah. theme. It's it's more um, universal in the films. It's not really Captain yeah. Jack Sparrow's theme because I think <clears throat> I think the other one we were going to talk about is Captain Jack Sparrow, um, and like like we were talking about before, um, there's not really an official playlist for this film on Spotify. So there is he's a pirate, which is by Claus Bedelt. Um, and he produced um, the 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 scoring on this film as well. So I think we should also give a shout out to him because he did, did fantastic yeah. work as well. Uh, of course. Yeah, so both him, um, Hans Zimmer and Claus Bedell did the, the music on this film. Um, mm. Yeah, so he's a pirate is on Spotify, but Captain Jack Sparrow, which is the other one we were going to talk about, isn't on Spotify. So if you look okay. at our... Um, oh, I've got Jack Sparrow. It's a 2019... Oh, no... Um... I've got Jack Sparrow here. I think it's called Captain Jack Sparrow. I was listening to it on uh, on YouTube and okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's from it's from uh, the the second movie anyway. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, the the um the I think it's the 
Oh, I don't know where it shows up in the film because I think the the intro of Captain Jack Sparrow, it might actually be a mixture of um of his theme and he's a pirate. Yeah, but I'm not yeah, I'm not quite sense. sure, yeah. It's like a, a more delicate version, isn't it? Like yeah. It just, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I think the music in this film is really brilliant. Um, I've said, I said it earlier that I feel like without such iconic music and without such an iconic performance, this franchise would not have gone past two movies. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, all credit to Hans Zimmer, all credit to Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. Um, when you listen to this music, it's like it's not only like exhilarating, but you actually – you feel like you want to be on the part, like you yeah. want to be on a pirate ship. Yeah. It's just incredible. Um, it, it kind of, it's kind of what Spider-Man does, right? It makes you want to be yeah. Spider-Man and swing through the city. Like it, yeah. it gets you immersed in the, in the film, which is just, it's crazy that music can do that. But at the same time, mm. it's just wonderful. Yeah. I mean, music can really make a film. And when you have such a, an iconic soundtrack, such as this with he's a pirate, I mean, you know, when I listen to this, I want to, you know, get my, you know, get a sword myself and, you know, go sail the, the high seas and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, find buried treasure and, and, and such. So it's just like a very, um, it, it's a song that, that sparks your imagination and it makes you want to be in the film. Yeah. You know, we review a lot of good films, but, you know, we haven't encountered many films where I'm like, I, I want to be in this film. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like I want to be a part of this universe because the music sounds so good. Um, yeah. So special credit there, I guess. Final thoughts. Who shall go first? Um, I'll go first. Cause I have a bit to talk about. Um, okay. And then, and then you can wrap up. Um, okay. Look, overall, I think this is probably one of the more enjoyable films we've watched this season. And that's not to say it's the best. That's to say it's probably, the easiest to watch and the the most fun to watch. Um, For sure. Yeah, just in terms of, like, watchability. Um, I think the acting performances were terrific, and I probably couldn't name a single bad one, like I've said before. But, you know, Johnny Depp just steals the spotlight in this film. And, like I've said, he's essentially the heart of Pirates of the Caribbean. You you take him out, and you've basically got, like, a Pirates film that no one wants to watch. Mm. Um yeah, so Captain Jack Sparrow, if not, um, is one of, if not my favorite movie character of all time, like I said. Um, and I couldn't imagine anyone else to play his character um, that isn't Johnny Depp. Like, Johnny Depp is Captain Jack Sparrow, essentially. Um, yeah. Like we've said before, the music is uh, phenomenal. You know, Hans Zimmer and Claus Bedelt, um, some of his best work, I said. Um I think the dialogue in this film was really clever. Um, and, you know, Jack Sparrow's one-liners were just great. Uh, the interactions between the characters worked just fantastically as well. You know, uh, I think Will and Jack did a fantastic job. Uh, Jack and uh, Barbosa also did a fantastic job. And even um, Commodore Norrington, I think he was great mm-hmm. in this film as well, who we didn't really talk too much about, but I loved his performance as well. Um uh, and I think he actually appears in, um, yeah, he appears in Guardians of the Galaxy as, uh, as the villain, um, Ronan. And he, also, oh, really? yeah, he also appears in, um, 
in the Hobbit franchise as well. So oh. he's kind of got ties with Legolas and Orlando Bloom there. Mm. Um, uh, like I love this film, but I have to be realistic about the rating I give it, um, and look at it from a you know a a non biased standpoint. And even though my rating is probably a bit too high, I'm going to give it an A minus. But okay, like I've I've just all this episode for one hour and fifteen minutes we've been talking. I've just basically said, I love this film. I love this film. I love this film. Mm-hmm. And if I was yeah. to give it anything less, then it's kind of like, do you love this film? Um, yeah, for sure. So realistically, the film's probably more like a, a BB plus, but I love this film so much. I just have to give it an A minus. For sure. No, I respect that. Um, it's a bit of like uh, the amazing Spider-Man vibes here. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, yeah. But, but no, I, I really enjoy watching this film too, at least for, you know, in, until like probably the last half an hour. Yeah. Um, but, but I mean, like I still enjoyed it. Like I still like, you know, I, I, if I watched this on my own accord, like I wouldn't have turned it off or anything. Yeah. Like it wasn't that, but um, I just feel like it could have been so much better. But Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl, I think it's a brilliant adventure flick, mm-hmm. right? And um, without diving too deep into the characters, the thrilling set pieces, the witty dialogue, and a brilliant overall performance from Johnny Depp see you through to the end of its extremely long runtime. <laughs> um, while Jeffrey Rush uh, gives a fantastic performance as Barbosa, I feel like his character could have deserved um, a bit more depth. And I think same goes with Kira Knightley's Elizabeth Swan. Mm-hmm. Um, however, her character has sort of been looked on favorably by fans throughout the years, I think. Like she's not remembered as like a like a mary jane for example like she's not she's not one of those characters where you're like oh you're just here because you're a woman Mm -hmm. like you're you actually have a role to play in the story you're not just like the romance element um so i think that was good um and has to be commended for that because obviously it's 2003 so um but i do think her character is by far the weakest of the trio obviously that trio being um will jack and elizabeth but i mean that's she gets less screen time so yeah you know she, she does have some pretty badass moments so i will admit like there's some pretty cool moments where she's you know she's being intelligent and finding out how to work her way out of you know barbosa's ship or, mm-hmm. or, or whatever you know she she has some good moments um and well for example like when she burns the rum and she saves herself you know so <laughs> but why um, is the even rum- even though Captain Jack Sparrow would have not not appreciated that very much. Um, but everything to do with the whole curse of the Black Pearl thing seemed odd to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, the film's way too long. At almost two and a half hours, and a film with such a long runtime, I feel like deserves better character development. However, though, fantastic music. Um, I thought the CGI was actually quite good, um, for especially for the time. Like, I didn't think any of it was particularly bad but perhaps i perhaps you know watching it again and again i'd see see the flaws there but fantastic performances as well um jeffrey rush jack sparrow um oh, jeffrey rush's um barbosa um johnny depp is jack sparrow fantastic mm-hmm. um yeah and no, i just my final thought is just perhaps this film would have been better with a smaller scope yeah um i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it a straight b mm-hmm. um i I worked my way from an A minus down. Like I went at the start of the film when we were just watching Jack Sparrow do his thing. I was like, this is bloody brilliant. Um, a minus at least. Like mm-hmm. I was prepared. I Like I went into this film prepared to give it an A plus. That's the thing. Like I, 
I remember this film favorably and I was prepared to give it, you know, give it the best rating I could, but yeah, it just dwindled as it went along for me. And when it's such a long film, if it starts to dwindle at about halfway, you can, I can't, you know, I couldn't justify putting it on the A, but yeah. But then again, like there are some incredible moments, you know, if this film like stopped halfway, I'd probably have given it maybe A minus or a straight A. Mm-hmm. Like so. Yeah. Well, like I've said, a more realistic um, rating is probably like a BB plus, you know, mine's mm. just blown out of proportion, <laughs> but yeah, well, you see, you see, like the the more positive aspects in a in a better light. You know, you you emphasize the good things. Yeah. You know, because you love the film, and you know there are various reasons why you do love the film, and you can see that in the film. Like, it's like when I'm watching The Amazing Spider-Man Two, everybody hates that film except me. But like when when I watch that, I take I take every single good bit that I can. Whereas Whereas people who don't watch it just like watch it and they're like, oh, this is rubbish. And they don't, they, they don't see the little things that I'm like, that is brilliant, mm-hmm. you know? So, you know, that's, that's the bias that comes with liking a film, I guess. But, you know, no, no, no review is objective, you see. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter. Um, happy to leave it there for today. Um, yeah. This was a fun film. Like I enjoyed watching this film. It was entertaining. Oh, yeah. Um, that's what I said. It's, it's one of the more fun films to watch. Mm, yeah. mm, um, very good adventure film and it's on disney plus so i feel like most people can can check it out if they'd like to would you um, recommend this film would you give it would you suggest a rewatch to our viewers um i yeah i'd suggest a rewatch yeah i i if somebody hadn't seen this film and they were perhaps like you know in, interested in you know maybe like a, the superhero genre or you, you, whatever mm-hmm. if i i'd recommend i recommend this film mm-hmm. um be interesting to see whether this one is better than the second one because i remember liking the second one more Mm -hmm. yeah Um, i'm thinking i might change my uh my uh rating of the list on a letterbox and i might even actually um edit my rating on this because i kind of want to give room for the the second and third films because i know they're also really really good films as well yeah Mm, right yeah but i'm looking forward to you know hopefully for season two or something we can jump on and do the second installment because um because yeah that would be an interesting watch as well to compare it to this as well yeah cool but thank you for listening to this episode of the rewatch podcast this is our second last episode of season two meaning next week will be our last episode and we are watching what Jaden? we're going to be doing iron man the first mcu Mm -hmm. film the one that started it all, mm-hmm. um, directed by our Lord and Savior, John, John Favreau. Favreau. <laughs> <laughs> so um, if you'd like to follow us on Instagram, um, you can do so at the Rewatch Pod. Um, you can see you know, the trailer for the Iron Man um, podcast will be coming out in a couple of days. So you can check it out there. Um, I'm looking forward to watching that movie. It'll be good to see how time has been to it yeah. um, and where, where it stands in the MCU nowadays. Um but for the meantime, um, if you'd like to subscribe to the YouTube channel, just search The Rewatch on YouTube. We're doing Iron Man next week. It'll be our last episode of season two. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have our finale slash awards show slash Q&A, hopefully. Um, so stay tuned for the Instagram. Yeah. If you want to ask us a movie-related question or anything, um, you want to give yourself a shout-out or something, you can do that on the Instagram So thank you for listening, everybody, to this episode of the Rewatch Podcast, and bye for now. See ya.